If you want power, a lot of people think they want, you know, they're chasing money for power or for money's sake. But what most people are chasing is time. They're trying to buy time. Hey, everybody. This is the High Hash Rate Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. And this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about Bitcoin, life, and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. Here we go. Now we're recording. What were the things that were on your mind? Um, oh my God. You told me you had a lot of deep thoughts tonight. And, uh, well, see, okay. We were uh, supposed to, I'm wondering to hear about them. We were supposed to come on with Tommy tonight. So I, you know, you start to lay out some questions for someone because I, I don't want to be in a position where I can't ask, ask a question. Right. So then I start laying out questions and those questions start to evolve. It's interesting how you, how you start with a small question. I, Harry, first question. Here we go. Well, well, first for some context, he's talking about, we were supposed to have a guest on Tommy from yes. Boy magazine and he is, uh, he's not, he, he canceled on us. No big deal. He gave us a decent amount of uh, heads up, but that's, that's what, uh, that's what that means when you said that you were coming up with questions for somebody and now you don't know what you're thinking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. So I was trying to prepare, right? So I have a question full. This is just interesting for me, the dynamic. I'm just reading it. It says full name and it says, what do you do? Why do you do it? How you got into Bitcoin? Why? And then you start to see dynamics moving in the brain. So then the next question is why, why Pepe and Guy Fox? So this guy, Tommy, he, he paints a lot of Pepe's and, and a lot of Guy Fox masks, and he's very good at it. And, he, and the stuff he can do is very quick and he can deliver and he's known for it. So I started asking this question. And then I go into the idea of like Pepe and the meaning of Pepe. So I was just interested in like sort of the dynamic of yeah. how- Yeah, and we'll how, save how that for when he, he comes back you. on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Right. It was just the idea. That was one of the thoughts I was having. So it's so, like how, like the evolution of the idea the, the evolution of an idea or of the or the, of the technique the of crafting it a little bit of both i mean the the thing is that the, the first thought is what's your name right and then it, if that transgresses as naturally as it should to get to know someone into sort of deeper meaning about them right so yeah, you right, can start right. to see the questions elongate the the contextualization, trying to understand someone. Yeah, you're warming into the interview process. You're talking to them, asking them simple questions. To, what do you call them? And they start to you start to get comfortable. They start to get comfortable, and you get a little deeper. Yeah, just like uh, Barbara Walters, Oprah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that's really what, that's what that. they've that's what they've mastered. Like who, who, who just, you know, yeah, Peter McCormack. Yeah, right. Um, if you pay so attention to the beginning of his episodes, that's what he does. You know, that wasn't even like the, the, that was just a tangent. One of the main thought you asked me what one of my thoughts was this evening. And I think I brought it up before we started recording, which was presenting unedited, um, episodes. Oh as yeah. If, Ter as terrible it, idea. And you think it's a terrible idea. And as soon as you explain why, why does it, why is it a terrible idea to, to present so, unedited no, episodes? No. Think about like 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 Joe Rogan. He's got the yeah. most popular, and it's a conversation that lasts like a couple hours. So there's, you know, somebody spills a beer, 
or there's something they you know especially in the beginning there was dead spots uh they're trying to come up with a topic or think of what to say they couldn't express themselves because they're smoking and that's that's great like don't edit that out but uh like you don't have to edit like some people just edit the dead space between every question and every answer and it just like snap snap it's like a multi you know you're you do film and production right it's like all these different shots um instead of one sometimes it's nice to see a shot play out right yeah but but doing it over um zoom there's tends to be a bunch of technical snafus and people cutting out and waiting and just kind of sitting around and if (laughs) uh you know that doesn't that stuff's annoying people are just like what the fuck this is pissing me off i'm not gonna listen to this anymore because they never have good internet connection so that's what that's what that's what i meant Hmm. and i know it's just because you're busy and you don't want to go through and cut the audio that's That's trying to justify this but uh i mean i know what you're doing (laughs) you fucking you caught me how about we how about swipe right on just do the uh, how about we just do the rough how about we just do the rough draft we don't actually have to turn in the final the final (laughs) draft (laughs) tried to slip that one by you yeah um so yeah that was one of my thoughts this evening i was going to go into like a thought process of like unedited uh, information that was uh, that was where well, i mean, was it, kind of it going. can be valuable i mean like the nixon tapes right like because everybody was voice activated it wasn't the planned speech or you know it was just the unedited footage where you may find the truth maybe a little bit more like more context to the conversation more of the relationship between the people having it you'll get some of that aspect of it some of the fact that we're stoned so you know there's sometimes we have trouble formulating thoughts or you have trouble remembering what you were going to say 30 seconds ago and that's cool but yeah it makes it so much harder so there's some value there's some value in unproduced um content but like when i when i listen back at some of our episodes when i listen back i go oh that's a nice thread that you guys were on like that's interesting, but you should have taken it here, here. You, it does suck oh, for sure. to lose, lose those moments of clarity. Right. I would say, but I, I, I don't know. Writing it down is probably well, a way to recall, you know, that this is something that I think about a lot is uh, the value of being able to recall. Right. Right. So you got to work on that one a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> at least you see the value. <laughs> well, I do, you know. I do it in swaths. You know, I, I I can't tell you. I record a lot of stuff. I have notes. I have journals. I yeah, have, we talked. We talked yeah. about that last week. You got a lot of a lot of tapes. A lot of tapes, <laughs> tapes. hidden in boxes <laughs> under the bed. Yeah, you film everything. You're a digital exhibitionist. <laughs> no tapes. No tapes. Oh, man. Unedited, unedited content. <laughs> Gotta leave it in. Fuck yeah, Dan. That's why I love you, man. All right. So, um, where was I on with all that garbage? I had a couple more thoughts, but I was interested to know if you had any. Were thinking about anything this week? Well, I was late uh, to record by about an hour tonight. It's uh, because I was sitting around with some people and we were talking about like the differences between 
acid and mushrooms and um reminded me of a story it was like a month out of the air force maybe and uh i went on a trip to colorado we were like hiking in the mountains and camping and it was like just dirtbagging it through there and like we'd stop in boulder or some of the cities but we went to red rocks uh amphitheater to see a three-day like jam band string cheese incident and uh we were just like partying a lot that day is like eating you know edibles you know smoking a joint having a some good like you know some colorado ipa or something and uh somebody left out a bunch you know the people were eating candy they were like you know the, the munchies and uh somebody left out a bunch of sour patch kids and i just took a handful and just ate them all but they were each doses of acid like i'd never done that before this is like 12 13 years ago and uh like I was the only thing I had eaten that day. Cause we were like in the mountains for three days and the only food we had left over was a cliff bar. So that's the only thing I'd eaten all day. And I was like running up the, um, the red rock stairs and you know, like how sometimes if you haven't had much to eat, you get like low blood sugar, you kind of feel fainty. So I started to feel that right as the acid, like all that acid just started kicking in first time. I did no idea what to expect. This is crazy outdoor concert. Everybody else is on drugs too, but you guys like had a panic attack and i was like up in the mezzanine just pacing back and forth trying to drink I was like yeah, if i drink a beer maybe that'll chill me out a little bit but like what i was tripping so hard like i thought i couldn't swallow so i couldn't like drink the beer and that went on for like four or five hours looking back on it it's hilarious dude but i was telling somebody like that, that i was like i was so i was so stressed out i was telling somebody like you could drop me on the on the beaches of Normandy on D-Day and like that would not be ideal, but I think that it would be less stressful. I, I look back at the Red Rocks episode, like now that, that was worse. You know, if I can make it through that, I can make it through. Can you describe that? Trying to mow me down. Can you describe for your own sake that five hours, four or five hours of time? Yeah, it wasn't really, um, it was I wasn't seeing more. like crazy crazy visuals like you might think where i was like you know seeing stuff that wasn't there i mean i was but it wasn't um it wasn't you're, you're just like this you're crazy sitting, hallucination by the way you're 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 like partying in the middle of a festival right that's where you are a three-day yeah three-day show at uh the, in the mountains like at this how many big people carved out amphitheater uh probably 10 15 000. wow okay continue sorry yeah like a big outdoor you know, like a concert. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I wasn't seeing like crazy lasers or monsters or anything visually that you might like see in a movie, but I was seeing just the world through what might've, you know, might as well have been scarier than what you could imagine. Right. It was more like internal. I thought I was losing my mind kind of, but I knew I wasn't. So I was, I wasn't having a full blown, panic attack i wasn't like melting down i was still attached to reality enough to to know that i was gonna be okay like i wasn't gonna die but then there was just this like sliver of doubt just because you're just like on such a crazy ride and uh so i kept like thinking you know i got a headache and it's in, you know that might be a, a bad side effect something's going down or you know i might just this might get way worse. I might not be able to handle it and I'll just start freaking out. Like they'll put me in the loony bin. Like the dude from uh 
uh, SLC Punk when he got the acid melted in his pocket and dripped into his skin. You know, stuff like that. Uh, and just thinking like, oh, I'm going to have to need medical attention or I'm just my friends. I'm not going to find my friends or something, you know, just pant like just all the, the bad thoughts that, um, that just race through your brain are just magnified by 10,000 and reality's bending and you're like kind of having insights, but you're too panicky to like, think about them. I don't know. It was like just three or four hours of that just in different waves. <laughs> and do you remember coming out of it? Yeah. Just slowly kind of subsided everything just kind of mellowed out i mean it was hours later um but it was like the the whole trip's probably seven to ten hours maybe like lingering after effects but and it's like a it's like a draw it's like an anxious drop for me or was and a peak and it just kind of mellows out and doesn't get any worse it's like interest rates like they the change is crazy and everybody's expecting the pivot. So it just kind of calms down and you can just go from there. Just kind of navigate. It makes me think of, um, I don't know why this makes me think of this. Um, also, cause I wrote it down. This makes me think of <laughs> um, memories being a kind of um, debt in a way. Elaborate. So if you have all of these experiences in your life and you can't hold all of them, right? And you try to, I suppose, you start to accumulate debt. No, I mean, right? think about, you have a, I don't know the number, but all kinds of sensory inputs, countless sensory inputs, every blinking light, every change of the light, everything that's going on around you. The world is like extreme chaos, but you've just kind of like seen a pattern and you just kind of applying meaning to those things, applying meaning to those things. Right. Yeah. So you, but so your brain filters a lot of, you can't think about all that stuff all the time and have a memory of every light flicker, you know, but your life is like that, whether you have a bunch of meaningful experiences or, but I mean, that's subjective. So you might just have a lot of what somebody might consider mundane experiences, but relatively those are ranked in order based on that perspective like that you know experience so your, your brain's always doing that so you're just kind of increasing the chances that what you can save is um was impactful enough that it's stored in such a way in your mind that you can recall it um, hopefully when your brain is firing on, a, on the cylinders that uh you're in like a positive mood and a productive mood not depressed like if you've got if you can get that mind space and all your memories that are triggered can be um accessed subconsciously like that's you just optimized your brain that's kind of what you did so it's not really dead it's uh it's energy going towards a more refined product a more orderly right structure right. You're, yeah. you're optimizing your your uh automata- you're def- or- you're defeating the entropy in your mind. You're by cataloging great experiences. Well, well said. You're defeating the entropy in your mind. You know, like people with Alzheimer's, maybe that's maybe that's what's going on. Like, I don't know the medical um, phenomena or the chemistry that's going on, but it's 
this entropy in your mind that just becomes so scattered that you can no longer connect all of your memories. You no longer have access to those. They're just, they're too far away. You don't have the communication between brain cells. You don't have the radio waves to send or the internet to send to the other side of the world and get that information back. It's gone. And maybe you just happen upon it, have a flashback and then go about, you know, losing your mind. If I take my entire life and I line it up on a, on a premiere pro timeline. Okay. Yeah. You can see the ebbs and waves of um, things when you scroll through, scroll through it. And there are moments when it's flat and there are moments when it's very high happening. Right. Right. Just the way you could see a waveform when you're yeah, looking at it. Yeah. So, so I'm wondering about those consolidated static moments, just like a pause inside of a podcast. <laughs> if you just cut those out, is that debt? That's what I'm trying to the, think about. The, think about like how the universe, like the dark energy. Like the, heavy, the it's a heavier the, not, the nothing that's yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, the nothing that's there, the dead air. Mm, exactly. The, the, the void. Emptiness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where so basically it's that's space where, that's where, debt. Yes. There's that's what that's where there's no time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, ooh, debt is the place where there's no time. You're right. <laughs> well, maybe not debt, but those dead spaces. You're yes. looking at them as debt. I'm not looking at them right. as debt. So I guess right, 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 right. I'm my perspective is like that. That's where that's where there's no time. That's where there's no information. That's there's no okay. context. So if there's if that unedited clip or that you know segment has time and it, it's got con- there's something to it that makes it not nothing, but the rest is nothing. It's like raw material and as you, opposed to you don't, fine you, material. You don't want to, yeah, and you don't want to tell your listeners, hey. We're going to give you nothing. Please listen again. This That's is a waste true. of your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, it's so, sort of yeah, like if, if you took so uh, take, take your any favorite movie of yours and just if you delivered to the audience the 96 hours of footage yeah, that it took. <laughs> And everybody's standing by the craft service table, eating sausages, waiting for their turn to recite their lines. And you, you've already forgotten yours. So it's obvious that you're, you're not going to uh, release that footage like that. Right, right. It's It won't be understood, by the way. But you right? do. Okay, but you hey, do, listen to but, it. Like, but, no, but they do put the outtakes and bloopers at the end sometimes. So here you go. Right. The movies... The movie is is like a meme, right? In long form, because it yeah. condenses the thoughts of ninety six hours of footage into two, or one hundred and fifty hours of footage into two hours. So, by I guess in a way, it's sort of taking all that information and and you know shortening it by a factor of you know whatever. Yeah, it's it's reducing the noise, so you just get the signal. So the Next like order the static, of operation, all the static like coming across the the, the waves, movie is, but you're just waiting. Yeah. 
And I suppose that's sort of orders of magnitude more when you think about the the meme to the film. You know what I mean? Right. The the signal. What mm-hmm. what's the message you're trying to what's mm-hmm. the theme? What's the story? The story is what you film, not and you know, when you do the cut, like all the stuff after that, that's not contributing to the story. You un, yeah you un, you you have to edit the uh, the raw material. You don't have to, but right. it's right. impactful but then, if you if it's thought about, right? Certainly thought about. Right. That's why, like I said, the bloopers or the outtakes at the end, because they did want to capture. There was some value there, but mm-hmm. it's supplemental to the story in terms mm-hmm. of you know afterwards, like oh. It's, Oh, it's way. Now I, I want to, yeah. yeah I, want, I like that character. I wonder what they're like in real life. It's it's what they refer to as shoe leather, I guess. No, shoe, that's not shoe leather. You know what shoe leather is? Yeah. In a, in I mean, a script? Oh, no, no. I, I thought you just meant. You know, in like a script, shoes. shoe leather is, is when you have a scene that you're watching a character go from a place to a place or like. Of sort of like you don't Going need to see car, yeah out, you don't that's yeah, the shoe leather the like see yeah. watching the walk yeah so that's sort of what i'm thinking right there you have you have to cut that stuff out usually in script form right you know that's you act, your... that's economizing right right if you if you went to switzerland or something on this latest lugano <laughs> trip right if somebody asked you how's lugano well, you tell them about the good experiences you had there, like the you know some crazy mountain you saw. You wouldn't be like, ah, you know, we got there. I had to stop at uh, the local store and get some floss. You know, then I I didn't feel good, so I went home and sat down for an hour. And then I met I met up with Brecky. You know. So now, edit, if you, if you, actually you have to, to naturally you edit, actually, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You naturally have to you argument. Acc- you know, if you accidentally drank a bunch of laxatives and had to hit the shitter like uh dumb and dumber and clogging the toilet you know do you add that <laughs> good point good point oh man so yeah you have to get rid of your and all that stuff is debt in a way that's what i'm going to keep on tying it back to i really wanted to I'd just talk say, about i say what, dead go ahead. weight yeah, Dead yeah, weight, so yeah, yeah. that's like that yeah yeah so this is yeah is this story i would kind of wanted to tie into this is because that's that that uh that right, silence here. still has uh like memory that it takes up right ah yes that's exactly right. a, a piece of space right right so but that piece of space still has yeah exactly anyways what were you gonna say i was gonna say like i'm cleaning up my garage tonight right and i'm looking around and i'm there's a portion of the garage that's cleaner in the corner it's set up it looks like it can be used and then you look over and there's a corner that's just full of you know whatever you can possibly think of right, right. it's just just shit everywhere it's a, it's a potpourri corner for sure you know you can if i have to think about toys i can think about tools right. i can think about tapes and tapes yeah <laughs> Snap, bro. All right, that's good. It's just a bunch of shit. So what I'm thinking about is that obviously the corner that has less stuff is easier to dissect. The less information I have to sort of 
sift through to get what I need in that place I can work in it, right? Right. And the dirty, cluttered corner is this debt. I'm like this physical debt I'm looking at. I owe right. my time to edge every one of these stupid little items, like stacks of fucking paper, fucking fucking lighters, you know, like fucking bottles of water, devices, uh, hardware. It's just, it's just, you know what I mean? It just eats at you. You have to, you have to organize it. And it's, it's, that is what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's like physical right. debt. It's like the, the old infrastructure that exacerbates inflation with, you know, the ports aren't equipped to handle all the shipments and the factories aren't upgraded to make the best microchips. Like you just got all this clutter and stuff that you haven't updated. You haven't cleaned. You haven't, you just haven't uh, put any energy into and you haven't put any energy into it. So it's, um, it's, what's the word? Like when you stop working out and your muscles start to, anyways, it's, it's eating itself. It's, it's no longer productive. That's what the, that's what we've done in our economy. We just have all this debt we haven't serviced. And for the record, I just want to, I just want to let you know, I do, I mean, I try to maintain cleanliness as much as possible. I'm not like saying that I'm a dirt bag. No, I know. No, every, every, everybody's got that closet or that garage. <laughs> Dude, my, I haven't folded my laundry yet. And it's just like spewed everywhere. I get it. Your laundry grows like this monster. Right. No matter how much you throw away or give to goodwill. It's like fire. It, it like spreads. You know, this shit just stay, it just gets everywhere. Everything increases in quantity except for my underwear and socks <laughs> those those shrink somehow you know what you need you need a good woman my friend you need a good woman i know i know i'm telling you um what other thoughts you had tonight anything uh anything particular on your mind because i can keep going into my direction keep going i don't want to keep going that's what I mean, I can, but I have, have to read it. You have to. You have to. You have to carry this show a little bit. I do have to carry the show. Just I have to do a little <laughs> bit of, of work, just a slight amount. Um, all right. I wrote down. Imagine being able to capture your memories. It's like knowing what happened when. Capturing, Camera. in essence, is arresting something for later consumption, right? How does this tie into all the arts and notations that have ever been created? This is a question of life. That's what, all, <laughs> that's what uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. That's what, that's what like every painting, pictures, video, home video, all, all the kind of tapes you might record. Like that's, you're capturing a moment, you're capturing a memory, a moment in time. Uh, I, I love that was, this can be like a reoccurring uh, joke that comes onto this show is the, right. the mic tapes. The, uh, but yeah, that's, um, you, you experience it in real time and then you go back and watch it or see a picture of it and you, everything's, you know, especially the years that pass, you see it from a totally different perspective. You just captured that moment in time, that memory, and that memory may change over time. 
and it may change every time you look at that picture as well. Or you might remember, maybe you've had such a good time that you can easily access those memories like we were talking about earlier and uh, really recall in detail so much so that it doesn't change. That's kind of the problem with PTSD. It's such a traumatizing experience that they can't forget it. That memory doesn't go away. That memory is mm. seared to the front of their mind. Mm -hmm. So it's not all good it memories. Bleeds either, into, yeah. bleeds into their lot of daily lives. Bleeds into their present. Yeah. Their, that memory yeah. bleeds in the, like, I think we talked about a week or two ago that the future we can't recognize because it's just like a, a configuration that mm -hmm. is unfamiliar, but the past is a configuration, at least traces in the present. It's kind of what your memories are. It's like these traces of the configurations of the past that are still sometimes fresh in your mind or sometimes hard to recall. It's just like your perspective of that, of that, um, of that, you know, linger or that remnants. Do you, do you think this ties into Bitcoin at all? Sure. I don't know exactly how, um, other than we've solved some of the problem of recalling the past by stamping it, by capturing it, like you're kind of going with. Um, so it's objective. Everybody, everybody has the same configure, you know, they're seeing the same configuration because it's been preserved in like the fiat world who knows what bank has what collateral what's the chain of custody who owes who that's why we have to go to court have bankruptcy court and different uh, settlements arbitrators to determine who actually owns what and who's got a right to it but you don't have to do and, that when you have and the, you know that single mm -hmm. chain so we sort of That's automated public, that. Yeah. You know, we've automated that entire um, right problem. in a way that you can't go back and you can't go back and um, modify it for your favor. Well, that's interesting. It's like a collective saved memory that's inherently. Anybody who tries to run a node with the uh, consensus, they will uh, object, they, they will validate that memory. And you can be sure that everybody around the world is seeing the same block and it's being validated by them as well. In the future, just like in real life, the future is, uh, going to be one history or the future will be written by the people who have the most energy and the most capacity to get that mining reward. Mm -hmm. And in the real world, the same thing will happen. The people who have the most energy and capacity and use it the most efficiently and most productively, they will write the future that uh, will experience in the physical realm. Why, why do you have, you personally have so much conviction in that path? Um, because it's, you know, I used to think, I used to wonder if 
like how could Satoshi know all these scenarios uh, and all these potential vulnerabilities that were already addressed or seemingly addressed um, by the way it was designed. And I don't think that, I think that's the wrong way to look at it. So like same with my conviction, right? That's the wrong way to look at it is like, how am I so sure? It's more of um, mm -hmm. kind of seeing those patterns in the world um, from evolution, survival of the fittest. What do they have in common? So like the, the organism or the species, whatever, that is the most secure, um, is able to get the most energy at the cheapest cost, is able to have a constant source of energy um, and the more efficient and the more it follows kind of the laws of nature towards achieving those goals, it will win. Like that's how everything's always won. That's how we evolved to this point where we're at now. All that energy was fighting to be channeled and the, the system that could keep carrying it forward won. I don't see why that would be any different uh, in, in any other sphere of society or our lives. The, the system, the network, the technology that is the most secure, the most efficient, most productive, it will win out. It's just the laws of God. And so it's, if, if Bitcoin stopped being that, something else fit the description better i would pick the winning horse and i think everybody would so far i have not been convinced by alternatives mm -hmm. i i'm for me i feel like I'm, I'm just like settling settling into it you know just like just, what do you mean I mean, by that just, i think it's I'm still not anxious about the price anymore, or you yeah, are, and no, you're becoming I'm less anxious, anxious. I'm still anxious about the price. I'm um, still in fiat terms a lot of my life. Um, sure, but it has allowed me to. It might not pay off in our in our lifetimes. I, I don't even mean true. it that way. You're, you're, you're my conviction right. is not so much that I'll be rich, is that even if I'm not. Um, I think that's where I live. Yeah. Whoever keep, whoever off. has it. Yeah. Might not pay off in my lifetime. I am prepared for that. It mm -hmm. would suck. But um, but yeah. I'm prepared for that. I'm just on the back of the winning horse. I just don't know where the finish line's at. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I obviously want to grow in my life. And so to do so, you have to to grow. You I feel like you have to take if, I guess in this this time you have to sort of take on debt. You think so? To grow in your well, life? Yeah, to, well, not no, no, not to grow, but to keep up with the, you know, keep up with you, that's, yeah, that's to keep yeah. up, yeah, or to make it to the top, yeah. You do, especially, yeah, you have to. That's what businesses do. They take on funding from investors, or they take on debt mm -hmm. and they have to pay it back and you know some structure and you can bootstrap you can bootstrap but um you better be really efficient and really good 
because it's not easy. Yeah, and good I keep, story. I keep thinking about this this time debt thing I'm trying to tie into um, with like physical objects and like how well, much. Yeah, the, the, the as as the, my it, all the dead space in your present moment mm -hmm. or any debt, you know, you can pull time forward. You get a bunch of energy that uh, you haven't earned yet. And uh, you hope you have confidence in yourself that you can take that energy and you can build something with it um, and pay, you know, make it, you pay off the, your financial debts, but you know, maybe you're an entrepreneur who has to work really hard for 10 years and you neglect your family because you're working so much. Well, if it pays off, you get a lot of money and you're still married so your family then uh you can pay off that debt with the time that time you've got now with them if you bought yourself more time yeah you're really so all the hard. time you're wasting yeah. all the time you're wasting now you're hoping you can buy it back in the future mm -hmm. plus some and you really want to be doing that with the um the product you believe in the most, I suppose. You know, the product, if you're an entrepreneur, but um, just whatever mission or goal you have for yourself and your right. family in that direction, right? Like that's, that's, you know, you know, that's the similar, similar, you know, building a product as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think that they're, if you want power, a lot of people think they want, you know, they're chasing money for power or for money's sake. But what most people are, chasing is time they're trying to buy time that's why i tried to they try to get rich quick because then they have more time you buy time work yeah if you work really to hard avoid 10, 15 20 this. 30 years so what are you avoiding when you're buying out. time you're not is avoiding it? anything you're sacrificing it you're sacrificing time for you know what you want to be doing for what you have to do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to think that you'll get more time you know that's your cost benefit analysis you're like this is what i have to do this is how much time and energy i have to put into it but if i do it then i'll have more of what i want in time to do everything else and go on vacation i could travel go to the beach with my kids whatever mm -hmm. i would say well i would that. say is you're you're buying time before you die that's what i would say Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, your death is the is when that time expires. Yeah. So like you're CDC. trying. To... You got to spend it, or you lose it. You know. <laughs> got to right. get something out of it. It's an interesting. That's an interesting concept of uh, buying time, because I think about it more and more as I DCA. You know, I think about this, the way that you buy time to the day. Yeah, I mean, but... it, definitely. That's, that's what you're doing. Yeah. And you're buying time. Well, that, a few sats at a time. Right. And you're, you're buying it to uh, pre be preserved, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, I'm going to take five minutes out of my day and buy $10 worth of time because I think that this $10, you know, I could buy whatever you could buy, you know, a bottle of water in LA with $10. Or I can forego that bottle of water and maybe in 10 years, five years, $10 will be $100. So it's like a little buy. seed, right? A little seed planted into the, the... Yeah, right. 
you're sort of but digital. You, but that seat, but that seat costs you something today. That seat costs mm -hmm. you your time or your energy. But you think that that time or energy is going to be worth more to you in five years. Mm -hmm. So you spend it now. I guess you spend it before the fruit develops. Like right. really the but right. It, yeah. You right. basically eat the crop before it um, really blooms in a way. No, you know, you, that to to buy that seed, you had to give up 10 minutes of your time. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I don't need that 10 minutes right now. I Ten, think like a, per, could, per day you're talking about, right? 10 minutes. Of yeah. What, whatever, whatever your DCA amount is, however right. much that $5, $10, whatever, how much of that your that of your time is worth to you. Yes. That's Cause you already spent that time to earn that money. Yep. So, you know, that $5 equals 25 minutes of your time. So you're saying on 25 minutes of my time, it's going to be more worth more to me. Maybe to be 250 minutes of my time in 10 years. I'd rather have that 10 years from now. That's more time. That's what I, my friend, that's like well done on putting it that way. Right. So that's what you're doing when you're saving, you're not saving money, you're saving time. Well, what do you want? How much time do you want in five years? How much, or, you know, how much, uh, how much energy are you going to need in five years versus how much energy you need now? Well, if I can have enough energy to fly me to Europe for yacht week in Greece in five years, that's worth more to me than uh, sitting at home and watching TV on the couch yeah. now or <laughs> driving Uber, whatever. Uh, so it, it's really about the, you want, you really want to get to these experiences, this ability to right. experience, have a great experience. Right. So some people, they think they're chasing money and then they get to their forties and fifties, sixties, seventies, and they got all this time, uh, but they've accumulated too long. Yeah. yeah. But now they're, they're old, they're tired. They don't have that same rigor for life, but now they got a lot of time and they just want, well, you know, they watch Matlock re reruns or <laughs> whatever old people watch Jimmy Fallon. That's right. Jimmy Fallon is probably it. Right. Uh, it's all that energy, all the energy that they save just dissipates and it becomes entropy and then they just lose their minds. They just become, they get dementia. Jimmy just, Fallon is like Jimmy Carter, isn't it? No, Jimmy Fallon is a shitty stand-up late-night comedian. Okay, so... J Jimmy Carter was the president in the 70s. Not Jimmy Carter. You know Johnny Carter. Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. The Tonight Show. <laughs> Thank you for the correction. Johnny Carson, yeah. But do you think J Jimmy Fallon's the cheaper version of Johnny Carson? Or just a, a um, more developed because of technology or what? Uh, I don't know. Jimmy Fallon's just cheap, commercial, sanitized product. Maybe Jim Johnny Carson was less so. I didn't really watch Johnny Carson, but he probably wasn't that much better. He's just remembered because he was like the legend, you know, some old yeah. guy, first on TV, night show. But maybe he was great. I don't know. I just don't, I haven't watched him. But I, I don't think that he would be worse than Jimmy Fallon. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with Jimmy Fallon. He's a nice guy. But he's just, you know, he's boring. He's got nothing interesting to say. I would edit his entire episode. 
You would edit this entire episode? No, his entire episode. His, his, his entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, well, no value. No yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's probably, so you're saying Johnny, Car- Johnny Carson had more he's a, signal? He's a, tw- he's a Twitter bot. You know, he's, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's just <laughs> scripted. Yo, bravo. <laughs> You know how you can sort of relate, you know, your real life existence with like matrix, matrixy Twitter body shit. You know what I'm saying? This is oh, that's yeah, a perfect yeah, yeah, moment. Yeah. Well done. It's a, it's a, social media is just a reflection of the real world and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just in different ways. It's just it, things just manifest differently. But do you think it's like we're we're at the end of understanding that or just the beginning of it? Oh, do I think that the whole thing with the million genders and non-binaries? It's it's because people are seeing themselves through the digital perspective and it's much less um, confining. Like, so their personality comes out in different ways and it doesn't seem to match the people who, uh, you know, much more conformist, even though they have an online identity, it pretty Mm -hmm. much is just a boring version of what they, you know, you know, everybody just fits in. North face jacket. Uh, Ugg boots. Everybody just wants to look alike, right? They're like the people who go on there and they're a little different. They see their their uh, perspective of themselves, and it kind of has an effect on them. I don't necessarily think that the solution to their problems is what they think it is, but um, I think that this weird digital world that we all stare at our screens all day, I think that definitely has a big uh, impact on it. The di- sort of dispersal of identities. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a, you see yourself in this physical realm confined to your role, good or bad. It's, you know, I think that it's a more, I think that it's, I think people have throughout society or throughout history have had this flare up before where people kind of lose their identity or what they thought was their identity because they have this new experience, this new perspective, like the internet. And I think, you know, I think that happens throughout civilization. And I think that they come to the same conclusion that everybody is unique or they have their own perspective. But that role that you fill in society, it's not just for the betterment of society. It also improves your life as well. It gives you like purpose and reason kind of to take all that disorder and to to shape it and channel it into uh something more confined more refined there's a reason everybody is the reason most people do it the most successful people do it doesn't mean that they don't have um you know really individual unique perspectives that when they see themselves through you know a different medium so that's just kind of my take on how the social media living through the digital portal has a, is affecting society. What do you, how do you think like this digitate digitization of everything um, has affected, how do you think it's affected like our ability to understand music or film? Essentially well, like, all, it. it's like it's all it's information. How much, how much do people, look forward to going to the movies 
uh, on a Friday night, you know, go on a date to the movies, how many people wait in line to get the new album by Led Zeppelin or, you know, whatever. Not so much. Um, It's just, it's free. You know, it's, it's, it just streams into your Spotify uh, or your Netflix. You have a million choices. There's, if you don't like it, you can pause it, go back, start something else. You didn't pay for the ticket. Um, it, that access to do it and like that, you know, it's part of its understanding. It's not just, we don't perceive it as like understanding the code of sending digits through the air to make a sound in your headsets, but the way we use it, the interfaces, we, the way we do that action as a collective, it's because we understand it better. So that understanding better that you kind of brought up does change our value in art forms, movies, music. It's much, uh, much less personal, much less emotional. It's just more of a commodity. A really cheap commodity. We've definitely continually improved our relationship with tools over our our species of life. Right. And so the easier something gets, the less you value it, the less impressive, Mm -hmm. the less um, touch, you know, gut wrenching. When you watch it, it's like, ah, there's a million different configurations of this Mm -hmm. at my disposal right now. It just it doesn't it doesn't mean as much anymore. Uh, so do you? So this is where scarcity becomes scarcity. Sort of a, a player. Is what we yeah, scarcity is we have to work for it, so we value it more. And like when we get it, we appreciate it more. Um, a good movie in the seventies, you know, everybody talked about it. People watched it three or four times. They paid to watch it three or four times. Mm-hmm. It affected them emotionally. Um, just like, you know, if you're in a third world country and somebody, you know, brings in groceries or gives you a hundred dollars like that, they cry, you know, they, they break down. Like they're so happy. We get a hundred dollars. It's like, that's it. You know, whatever, throw it in your pocket. Maybe you find it the next winter when you pull out your, your winter jacket. It's just, it's, a, you just don't value it. It doesn't mean it, you have to stop thinking about it so much. Yeah, well, scarcity is scarcity causes us to direct our energy towards um, achieving it. Do you think we fetishize the dollar more or less these days? Uh, Less, as you know, it's a joke. Like fifty cent, his new name is Dollar because of inflation. You know, (laughs) is that is that a thing? Yeah, that's just a meme. I didn't make that up. (laughs) It's a good meme. (laughs) Yeah, it's a. It's, it's an older one, but yeah, yeah. I didn't realize uh, that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, so when people do put a lot of value in something, however you want to measure it, whether it's how much they invest in it, spend on it, think about it, just devote their actions towards, you know, actions speak louder than words, right? Like that's how you, that's how you can kind of pick out what other people about what you value and it's reflected in prices and when prices are everything going up that means the value of the individual unit used to you know ten dollars if it becomes 20 
each dollar's worth less to you or it's worth less to society. Mm -hmm. And you can see how that accelerates. Absolutely. Um, oh, what was I going to ask you? I had some burning question I wanted to ask. You. <laughs> Always, bro. I would, it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a high hash rate without Mike's no, I know. It's, fumble around. It's part of the joke. It's part of the yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to explain the joke. I, I like explaining the joke. That's the whole. I know. I know. <laughs> that's what, that's just takes goddamn. just takes a little Shtick. away. No, I know. Um, no, I think I was trying to go on to something with this, uh, how we evolve with technology, you know, how, how, how the tools that we've used over time, right? Like uh, how, change us, how many shape us and how many how of our shape. dads could change the transmission of a car, take out the engine, put in a new engine. How many of us can do that? Almost nobody. I mean, you, can't I even, you can't even do it anymore cars aren't really built that way anymore but yeah. <laughs> because because they aren't built that way anymore mm -hmm. that's why we don't do it you know it's yeah. like we're not these stupid millennials who don't know how to you change their oil it's like it's like we don't cars aren't built for us to for the for a person to just do that on their own now you got to take it to the dealership you gotta take it to the factory like it's not the technology has changed to the fact that the average person just isn't equipped uh, with the skills or the tools to to fix that stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. So we've changed. So we focus more on memes. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I suppose that's a different style of work. I mean, and it doesn't take as much time and labor to to learn, you know, is to just yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, send just, and receive you a, memes. You, some, you go get a wrench. You used to be able to just go get a wrench and some other tools and disconnect stuff, take it out, put some stuff in, connect it up. It's all in the manual right there. You don't have to buy that much. Or uh, It's not that way now. Now all you need is to pull out your phone and you got a free Photoshop app. And That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you, I'm thinking like, yeah, well, how do you shape how information? Do you, well, isn't there like these, these Photoshopped Stalin, uh, this like Stalin was like Photoshopped throughout his years after he like killed off each one of his generals or something because yeah, there was like uh, a picture of they, a bunch yeah. of them. The, and it turned they, into... He literally had pictures yeah, restored to have people that disappeared or were killed uh, removed. So to have that. They were doing that then. They weren't, they weren't doing it later. Yeah. That's an interest. That's so evil. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That is, that is like an edit of, that's like what if it's of, like of what if chain, that person right? what if that person was a pedo then is it evil no i'm not saying that i'm just like no no, no, no you're saying right. it depends I, on your perspective interesting question interesting question hmm. you, you know, know a picture that, next to I, the world's leader you know because if you remove them then it gives up the information, like the information gets lost, right? Or it's been tampered with. Yeah, but then it sends a different type of information because everybody remembers that you changed it. And so why did you change it? Mm -hmm. And then that person remembered more because that picture would have never been a famous picture. Right. But now it's famous and that person's because memory spread, it. that he spread in the future. Nobody would have remembered him today. 
Hmm. If it hadn't been the guy that was removed from the picture on the bridge. That makes sense too. So wow, you that's... can't really, you can't remove things from history. You can't change the past, right? You, you, that per, you can't erase somebody. I mean, you can in some instances, but in that, I guess, specific instance, uh, you can't change history. Hmm. It just you propagate, so the, you propagate the perspective you didn't want to everybody to see. Because the technology to copy something obviously doesn't exist. You can't, you can't just print a photo and then copy it on Google. You know, you have to, there's a process at all involved. You have to put some effort right? into it. Exactly. Skill. So to, to do that, you have to hire like technicians that can do that. And yeah, they yeah. have to be good at their craft. They have to have gone through. If you want to rewrite history, you need a lot of energy. Now compress that entire time of going through all this training of photography and manipulation. Compress that into Photoshop. And I look back at that guy, I'm like, oh, that's really impressive. But bro, check this out. I can make it look 10 times better with content aware, you know. Right. But <laughs> uh, AI each... Each individual picture no longer matters as much because there's trillions of them. Mm -hmm. But in 1944, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a picture with the leader of Russia, you know, that was, had more value, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. meant more. There wasn't that many pictures back then. So, oh, that's, that's interesting. Of uh, That's probably a thread that I want to go down later, but I probably won't be able to. So, so the energy, the energy, the energy to remove somebody from a picture from 1940s, mm -hmm. it was, you needed the only people that would do that were people that had access to that tool, that skill, that ability, mm -hmm. that energy. And that so only, only spread the, only the most, so only the people with the most important pictures would want to change them makes it more likely that it's noticed. Why did they go to all this effort and all this energy to do this, to attack this? There must be, you know, now you suspect them. So if the government was like trying to buy all the ASICs and all the chips and all the energy to try to attack, well, we'd see that. We'd see it before they could ever get to it. Because it takes a lot of energy to, to, to right. go back and to try to change. They're trying to change the past. That's absolutely we can right. see it. We can see them. Yeah, but to to Photoshop out a a pimple before you post it on Instagram, it doesn't really matter. Sometimes people can notice, sometimes they can't. If you had a lot of pimples, they'd notice. Is it like the the relationship between the looking at the garage and seeing the clutter, like the pimple and Photoshop? Yeah, if you just don't think about it, you just try to erase it from your mind. Yeah. But it adds up, it adds up, and then you smoke weed or you take too much acid at Red Rocks. And all that stuff you've been trying to put out of your mind that's been stressing you out comes to the fore, and you, and you freak out. <laughs> I want to end it around here. You have okay. any uh, closing thoughts, or are you good? No, I'm good. That was a good one. It was fun. I thought so, too. Yeah. Here we go. Thanks again for listening to the High Hash Rate podcast. You can find us at, at High Hash Rate on Twitter. Or you can hit up uh, Dan at Heartland Bitcoin on Twitter. And myself, Mike, I am at RundanceBTC. Yeah.